Ned Buzz, Kissable Dandy Lion Fuzz. I'll be doing whatever snow does in Easter. summer. Wait, no, no. Easter. Easter. <laughs> snowing at Easter. It's snowing outside. <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, we were trying to do a thing, Mark. Yeah. Cody, Cody uh, in Cody summer. It's not summer yet, so it's <laughs> Easter season. But it is warmer. It is warmer. We did have snow just yesterday. Uh, if oh. you are listening to this from a nice, warm, two days ago. tropical region, you don't understand what it's like to be in Michigan. We've just where we been have 10 obliterated months obliterated by bad weather. We I mean, have. You guys there's more tomorrow, have, too. And you know what? Honestly, every time that I've wanted to go outside on a weekend and to like work on stuff, it's rained. There's it's more, it rained. only snows it's, on, it's, on Saturday. It gets more, yeah, we it, have a theory that it only in Michigan it only snows on Saturday night in the perfect time frame. I had another that pastor MDOT can't clean it up before Michigan. Sunday morning. Don't worry, it gets worse tomorrow. There's supposed to be like uh, like the worst weather like that. scheduled but, from like but I in did years. See, I did see that. I did see that our weather. Uh, so our weather actually starts cleaning up but uh, though, Thursday, Friday, I do Saturday, have a Saturday. lot less um, sticks to pick up in my yard this year because we've lost so many trees. Well, well, well yeah, let's be couple, wait, wait a You had a couple wait, big wait a sticks. You had a whopper <laughs> fall on your car. Thank so, you. <laughs> you just were in Italy. for cutting up my tree. I don't have to pick yeah. those sticks up. Yeah, there was a lot I, of sticks you didn't have to pick up, but one giant tree, tree fell on yeah, your the car. Whole tree went down. That was an interesting thing to witness in the morning. Still not fixed, though. I don't go until April 10th to get that fixed, so... Um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's fun. It's been a good time. So let's talk about Easter. All right, Easter. Yeah, uh, that's the season. Mark, one. that's the one with the bunny our producer rabbit, right? was telling us like, you know, Jesus oh. was did not die on a Friday. <laughs> oh man, he's, because he's he's uh, in all these the messianic he's in all these messianic Jews group chats on Facebook. Yeah, um, which I don't know why, but yeah, we don't know what group chats. He's Mark, in, are you gonna? The truth is, for the <laughs> timeline to be three full days, yes, Mark is correct that. We celebrate Easter as a remembrance of the moments in Jesus' life. They're not actually 100% historically accurate to Wait, the time. Time out. Are you telling me that December 25th is not Jesus' birthday? No, no, no. What? My whole life has been a lie. Yeah, no, no. So we don't uh, We don't actually. They're, so holidays they're in remembrance are just uh, in remembrance. Oh, okay, remembrance. Sense. Sense. So we celebrate Good Friday to remember that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. And although if he needed to be in the ground 72 sense. full hours, which would be three days, that would put us at Monday, not to, not Whoa, Sunday. Are you so. sure? My, oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Monday. So, yes, we remember these days because it's a, it's a way for us to focus on our relationship with Christ and remember the moments of his life that are important. And so... Um, we do on Sunday celebrate the risen Savior. Jesus is our risen Savior and Lord because that's the Sabbath day where we would celebrate our King. And so there's lots of moments throughout the week that this is a holy week. Every day has a different day. Wednesday is generally celebrated as a spy Wednesday. What we do is basically based off how the Roman Catholics did it and then um, the early Protestant church and all the way through today. So we celebrate Easter week. It's a great week of remembrance of all the moments in Jesus' life leading up until um, really, the, his crucifixion, and so I just went to Milan. Um, you, you probably saw these pictures, Cody, but I went and saw the the picture Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper of Christ. So I saw the actual painting that da Vinci made, the world famous painting of Jesus sitting at the table with his disciples. It was it was mesmerizing to see it in reality. It was cool. That's incredible, especially leading up to Easter. As I think about Easter, because every Easter you see that picture somewhere. And you see people share it on social media, you see it in books, you see it in movies, whatever. And it was cool. And one of the interesting facts about this, I think this is neat, is during World War II, Milan was bombed horribly. 
But the Franciscan monks or whatever monks that run that building, they put sandbags all over the painting. The only thing that survived in the building that the Last Supper was in was the painting and that was covered by sandbags. Every other part of the wall was destroyed. The entire roof was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. They had to rebuild the entire building and then add the, add the building to the painting. And so that's pretty impressive. Like, just a moment. That's a cool history thing. But, like, that is neat. they were able to save that painting because you can see the damage to the painting from the bombing. And so uh, I think it's just cool that it survived all these years. They've had to do a lot of work. I think they did, like, 28 years of reconstruction on it. But it's interesting to see how, they, like, Leonardo da Vinci put so many little details in the painting that's really hard to see. But, like, to emphasize the different relationships that each of the disciples had with Jesus. He took, it was painstaking how he had like their arms a certain way, their bodies leaning a certain way, cer- certain elements on the table to emphasize parts of the story. Because one of the things they told us while we were in Italy is all these churches have paintings because people couldn't read. And so, um, and they couldn't speak Latin. So the only way they understood the Bible was through uh, a priest telling them or by going in and looking at the pictures and that had to communicate the stories. That's why there's so many of these old famous paintings about the Bible. Well, like literacy rates were so low. They were yeah. so low back then. We, we kind of are spoiled because we have a high literacy rate in the United States. Yeah. There's a high literacy rate in Europe, but like the truth is a lot of the, a lot of the rest of the world has similar literacy rates to what they yeah. used to have. But that's how most of the people in antiquity like, learned about less Jesus. than five, less than what? 2% of people yeah. had were literate. And even though Jesus didn't look like, the actual Jesus looked nothing like the Jesus in any of those images I saw. It was the way that they communicate the truth of the gospel to people who could not read. And so every little village had multiple churches, all with their own art, to communicate the story of Christ to the masses who could not read. I thought it was pretty impressive to learn that because there's so many empty churches that are full of these beautiful paintings and imagery. But a large part of that was to communicate to people the story of Christ. And I thought, as we think about it, we've lost some of that. In the world of today, we don't yeah. we don't look around everywhere and see the story of Jesus everywhere. Like, you know, we're starting to see some more Christian movies being made because they made money recently. But in my lifetime, I don't see a lot of the story of Christ revealed in society and paintings and movies. And, you know, that's just not the way the world is anymore. One of the things I love about when we talk about paintings, especially especially works like Leonardo da Vinci, like it's the artistry, right? The absolute artistry that he had. His paintings weren't just weren't just paintings, they were magnificent. Right? Like they were excellent quality. And one of the things, like one of the reasons we've I've actually you and I've talked about this before is like one of the reasons I think is that when Christians make things, they don't actually make them well. <laughs> right? Like the 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 movies that are out there like we they have a penchant for being cheesy and goofy, but the thing is lately they've been getting really good. People have really been taking pride in sharing the story of Jesus, the redemptive work of Jesus in people's lives, and putting it in film and putting it out there, like, and really making sure that what they're what we're putting out there is is of Top excellent tier, yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the recent Christian movies have been great, but that's been one of my frustrations as a as a Christian in my whole life is like, why do Christian movies have to be so terrible? Why can't they be good movies with great stories? And they've really gotten there. And so I'm excited about. Absolutely the nature of what we're experiencing in life now. And I'm excited for kids to grow up in that world, but the world is crazy. And so as we desperately need a season of Easter, we need a season to learn about Christ. Mm -hmm. We need this season to reflect this week, 
to reflect about Jesus as king coming out of Palm Sunday all the way through just the experience that Jesus had in Jerusalem with all the moments in his life leading up to the Last Supper, his arrest, his trial, uh, his betrayal by Judas, and uh, ultimately his death and resurrection. And so one of the moments we could talk about is like, I was reading this in a, I don't know, this article or somewhere yesterday, and uh, it was the profoundness of the moment of Jesus' betrayal. Jesus invited his betrayer to his final meal, mm-hmm. knowing all the while one of his best friends would betray him and lead him to the cross. And he knew it in advance. That's a hard, like, I, I would not invite the person to my meal. Mm-hmm. So, and, and not only that, Judas kissed him to, to reinforce the betrayal. So it's like this moment, this person who I have this, this friendship with, mm-hmm. who I love and care about, is going to betray me for 30 pieces of silver, which wasn't even that much money in the grand no. scheme of things. And so that's a hard place. As we remember this week, and if you're listening to this, if you remember this week, remember, like, Jesus knew all the time that Judas, the whole time they're sitting at dinner, he was going to be betrayed. And, I, and like, I think about this as I do counseling. Like, I've got counseling, and i got people at odds and families at odds with each other, and they're like, Ultimately, Jesus would have sat down with his people and loved them, even amidst some of the stupidity of their choices. Yeah. Even though that they might betray him just a few moments later, he loved them anyways. And I just think if we would actually live that out as a as a people, as a church, how much better would the world be? Yeah. I mean, I I love how God just constantly in Scripture. There's this idea of. <laughs> You're, you are not going to experience anything worse than what you've already put me through, right? Like Hosea, Hosea, God tells Hosea to go marry a prostitute, and Hosea marries Gomer the prostitute, and she cheats on him. And Hosea goes, Lord, Lord, I want to be done with this. Like you, she cheated on me. And God just has this moment where he says, how, how, how often have you been unfaithful to me? And it's this ultimate moment of like, I love you. It's not to like guilt trip him. Right? It's not the guilt trip, Jose. It's to go, there's a perspective, right? That as followers of Christ, as people who love the Lord, we are called. We are called. We're not supposed to be doormats for people to walk all over, but we are called to love and to forgive. And the whole point of this week, right, is the forgiveness and the wholeness that comes with Jesus Christ in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like it's, and it it is supernatural. And I love how you said that. Like he, he was sitting there at the same table with Judas knowing what was happening and still loved him and still in the moment when he's being taken away, Peter pulls out a sword, lops this dude's ear off. And Jesus goes like, no, we're not going to, that's not, yeah. we're not about that life. If Jesus can forgive the person <clears throat> that led him to the cross, you can forgive the people in your life that you've got issues with. Yeah. And then he says it again on the cross, right? Yeah. Forgive them for they, they know, know not what, what they do. And when you're thinking about like, ultimately, Laying down your life in service of Christ is also laying down the things you're holding against other people. Those betrayals, like Jesus knew betrayal. Like to say, like, oh, you won't ever understand what I'm going through because I've been betrayed. You've never been hurt like me. Yeah, our our Lord was. He was Three hurt worse years. than you. Three years. Yeah, and so ultimately, he understands. He understands your hurt. He understands the hangups that come with it, and he also understands that you can forgive people in the midst of all that. And you can still walk through life knowing that they might end up betraying you or they will end up betraying you. And you can still love them anyways, because that's the call of the King that we are to love people, even though they may hurt us, even though they will hurt us, we're to love them like Christ. 
And this week, no matter if you're listening and you've got issues with your family, friends, coworkers, whatever, it's time to let it go. It's time to forgive. It's time to be like Christ. Recognize that he died on a cross for people that betrayed him and he still loved them. And you can, you can love people that much that you forgive the betrayal. You can forgive the hurt. You can forgive the hang up. And yeah, may it runs deep, but that's, that's the love of Christ. It's hard to explain too. So, so this week focus on the love of Jesus, the grace and forgiveness and live it out in your own life. Yeah.